0: He made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you, in our app or online at www.harvestchurchchurch/give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
2: I'll say it again. This is going to be your best relationship year
1: ever.
2: Come on, let's make our confession of faith. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration emancipation and restoration every day in jesus name amen so god we tell you that we're open and we're ready. speak to us now i come against every distraction i come against our past trying to knock at the door of our present telling us that our future is going to be a repeat the devil is a liar I declare that right now we are open and we are ready to receive in this building on on every online campus right now in jesus name lift your hands for just about three seconds and tell the lord i'm open and i'm ready i'm open come on tell them y'all say lord i'm open and i'm ready i'm open we need better relationships this year we're not settling for what we tolerated in previous years we're not settling for sloppy relationships this year But you made us to be the best, and so we will walk in the best. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands like you believe. This is going to be your best relationship year ever. Let's go to work. So this is your year of jubilee. As you know, three things you should expect. Number one, celebration, which means win or win. There are only two options for you. Even if it looks negative, it's a positive because it's a win. You only have two options this year. Say, I only have two options this year say either I win the other option is that I win All right, so that means no matter what you face, it's win or win. No matter what they say on the phone, it's win or win. Even if they say, nope, not this way, that's what you mean. Nope, not this way, but that ain't the only way, baby. You better hear me. There's two doors back there, two doors over there, two doors over there, and a door right there. And just in case you shut all those doors down, there's a trap door back there. I need you to hear me. God has set you up divinely this year so that you only are operating in celebration where you win or you win. Number two. This is the year of emancipation, no restrictions. This cage is still on the stage because this is how many Christians live their lives and live their lives in cages, in chains, waiting on God to get them out of something they're not even trapped in. And I declare your weight is over. You will not sit in the restrictions of previous years. You will not sit in the restrictions of what your mama didn't do, your daddy didn't do, or what they told you you're not going to be able to do. You're the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the history maker in your bloodline. You're the line crosser in your bloodline, which means you're going to be the first. You're going to be the first to move away from home and make a million dollars in your first 12 months. I wish. Y'all can sit there and look at me like that if you want to But the Lord is prophesying over his people I wish every curse breaker would open your mouth and shout right there Go You'll be the first one to do it. You don't have the restrictions that they did. I pray you don't have the insecurity they did. I pray you don't have the depression they did. I pray you don't have the anxiety they did. I pray you don't have the fear that they did. There are no restrictions. Say that, 915. There are no restrictions. Number three, a year of restoration. And for God, to restore something means to make it better than it was before. God is not going to give it to you back the way that it was. He wants it to be better. So this is restoration to God. And better is what's going to happen for your relationships this year. That's why we're doing this series called The Ships to learn how to do what? How to make all relationships better. Somebody say all of them. Wednesday, I taught you what every relationship needs. First, let's define a relationship so that you can make sure you're able to move in this. Number one, it is a decision to engage in perpetual connection, association, or involvement. It's a decision. Look at me. You get to decide who you're in relationship with. So if you don't, watch me, if you don't like the connection, you need to make a decision. If you're in a relationship with a snake, it's your fault for thinking you were a snake charmer. If you're in a relationship with the leech, it's your fault for seeing them suck the life out of you and deciding, watch me, that instead of canceling it, you were going to pet it. It is a decision to engage in perpetual connection. What does that mean? It means that we are linked. There are some people that they are linked to you in life. Their link is to you. So whatever you do, they're with you because they're connected to you. Then there are people that you are associated with. This means we have a joint purpose. It's not that they're really in relationship with you. They're in relationship with the joint purpose that you serve, that's me. So this may be someone that's a coworker. We have a joint purpose that we work at the same place. I may not like you and don't have to like you because that's not the basis of our relationship. See, for some of you, you want associates to be connections. And sometimes you just gotta recognize there's nothing that links us other than the fact that we are both participating in this joint shared purpose. So it means I don't expect, watch me, connection level behavior out of associate level people. Number three, it means involvement. This is someone that participates in your life. This, this really deals with a casual nature of relationship. It means that they participate. So you invite them to the party, they come to the party. You invite them to the bar mitzvah, they come to the bar mitzvah. You invite them to your Super Bowl party, and they come with nothing expecting to eat. All right. So those are the three dynamics that relationship covers. Pay attention. I taught you on Wednesday that relationships need these things. Number one, clarity on why. Why does this relationship exist? What's their purpose? What's their expiration date to get clarity? You have to go to Christ. You cannot just decide you have to pray and say, God, what is the purpose of this relationship? And God, what is their expiration date so I don't get caught off guard if they ghost me? I don't get caught off guard if they cancel. I don't get caught off guard if they start acting weird. Why? Because I have the ability to ask up front, what is the clarity? Why does this relationship exist? Number two, I taught you that every relationship needs Christ. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, the first part, the Apostle Paul says this, message Bible, don't become partners with those who reject God. You do not get to reject my God and be cool with me. Let's see how quiet it got? It's very different than them not knowing God, and part of your assignment is to introduce them to the Lord. That's very different than somebody that says, I don't believe in all that God stuff. I don't believe in all that church stuff. You coming over after church? Boo. You don't get to treat my God any kind of way and think that we're going to be cool. Watch me, because you are temporary. This is eternal. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You may do me dirty, but I serve a God that is sticks closer than a brother. I serve a God that is faithful and that is loyal, so I wish I would trade something permanent for something temporary. Does the person next to you say, don't make that trade? Don't make that trade? Don't. People will act crazy with you, but God will still remain consistent. Wait a minute, we got to pause for the cause. People will act crazy with you, but God will still be right there. Is there anybody where you watch people act the fool, but God be consistent? Where's your praise at right there? That's the best you got, 915? God has been consistent to you. People walked out, and God was there. People threw you away, and God was there. People lied on you, talked about you, mistreated you, but God was there. Since he's been there, that means I cannot leave him out of my relationships. For every single person where you think you're going to get with somebody that rejects God and and somehow you are going to get them to God, I'm here to tell you it's over and you're the only two that don't know it yet. Whether that's a friendship, relationship, or anything, you cannot reject him and accept me because he is in me, which means to reject him. That means by default you've already rejected me. Number three, watch me, contribution or consumption. It is horrible to be in a relationship with people who only consume and never contribute. You always paying for the meal. They don't never offer to pay. You are always doing for them. They never offer to do anything for you. You are always considerate of adjusting to them, but they're never considerate of adjusting to you if you all are in a a unilateral or bilateral situation. You don't expect people who are above you to adjust to you because you stepped into their world, not your world. He got quiet right there, I don't care. Watch me, contribution or consumption. Number one, what are you supplying? All right, you got a list of what you want from people. Question is, what do you bring to the table? Look at the person next to you, ask him that question. Say, what do you bring to the table? online, tap that in the chat, what do you bring to the table? you got a, lit, you have 14, you listen, you a Leo, you got a four page letter of what you want, watch me, with two bullets on what you bring, what are you supplying, what are they supplying, the worst thing to do is to be in relationship with people that when you begin to evaluate it, you recognize they don't really offer any value, it's going to make you begin to resent them. It's gonna make you begin to treat them like the value you have now ascertained that they do not have. Number three, what is this supply? How does this relationship make us better? When I finish dealing with you, am I better or am I bitter? When I finish interacting with you, did you challenge me to think on a higher level or did you pull me down to the gutter? Did you cause me to be righteous or you got me wanting to act ratchet? Okay. All right, let's 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 let's, let's look. All right. Ephesians four sixteen. The whole body joined and knit together by which uh, what every joint supplies. So the Bible likens relationships to joints. The Bible likens relationships to joints. Say joints, in a body joints, joints in a body. Right. Now, now so, so check this out, check this out. So we got, we got skeleton man, he, he's hooked to this. Okay, but well that's okay, he can walk. Can he? It's, oh God, his head came off. Look, when you're in the wrong relationships, it'll make your head come off, listen. Okay. Now, now. <laughs> okay, that's a joint. That's a joint. That's a joint. That's a joint. Okay, that's a joint. Look at me. If you look at your body, like relationships maybe it explains why you feel like you can't do anything because your joints have developed arthritis so the reason you feel like you can't do nothing is because you're in relationship with people that can't do nothing Maybe the reason you're depressed is not because you're depressed. You just are in a relationship with people who spread their depression to you. And you felt great, but after you got off the phone with them, now you don't want to do nothing but close the blinds. I pray that every relationship in your life this year adds something to you and you add something to them. I pray against joints that are only consuming and not contributing. Everybody say yes, Lord, right there. Today's message is called, What Type of Person Are They? Why? Relationships are only as good as the people in them. Relationships are only as good as the people in them. Many times, people fantasize about the concept of a relationship, but they're in relationship with people who shouldn't be fantasized over. (laughs) Hmm? Relationships are only as good as the people in them. If you are in a relationship with a liar, that's as good as the relationship is going to be. If you're in a relationship with somebody that's inconsistent, that's as good as the relationship gonna be. If you're in a relationship with somebody that always wanna argue and fight, that's, just, that's what the relationship is gonna be. Relationships are only as good as the people in them. So question, here, here it is, all of these things start with C so you can remember them. Here's a question you gotta ask about people. Do they have character? Character is who they really are. Reputation is who they make everybody think they are. Relationships reveal character who you really are, comes out with who you're closest to. All right? So what, are, what is character? It's their mental and moral qualities. It's their mental and moral qualities. Okay. How do they think? That's their character. Some people don't think that it's a problem, watch me, to tell you they're on their way and they haven't even gotten a shower. That's their character. Some people don't think it's a problem to tell you you can count on me And then when it's time to count the people, they're not amongst the count. And then when you call like, what happened? Wait a minute, I don't like this energy. You come at me, but wait a minute, you a whole lie. You promised and you didn't deliver. But to some people, that's their character. Their moral qualities. There's certain things that people do that, watch me. um, We live in a different world. (laughs) It really is a different world. We live in a different world. Okay, so watch me. Um, I come from a mentality that, um, listen, if we're loyal, we're loyal. Now, we might have to holler, scream, cuss, and fight, but after that, we're going to come out here and make it happen. That's the kind of lo- you can take my loyalty to, to, to the bank. Now, I may have to chop you up several ways from Sunday, but I won't throw you away. Check this out. But we live in a culture now where the moment something goes wrong, they'll cut you, cancel you, block you. Well, this is is their moral quality. To some people, doing people dirty, that's their moral quality. So that's their character. Listen, you cannot expect a great relationship with people who have bad character. See how quiet it got? Because, see, some of y'all, you think you're the lie whisperer. You think that you're going to get them to stop lying to everybody but you. Or to everybody uh, uh, else they're going to lie, but to you they're going to tell the truth. You won't. They're just going to figure out how to make your lives better. The ones they give to you will be better. Uh, look at this. Look at the scripture. First Corinthians 15, 33. But some of you think that it's okay for you to have good character and be in relationship with people who don't. Because you really think you're the one influencing them. Look at the Bible. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. Now, if you look at the preceding verse, which we won't. In the preceding verse, the Apostle Paul was talking about people who said there is no resurrection. In other words, all this Jesus stuff, all this living right for God, you're like, that doesn't even matter. So, watch me. Don't be fooled by people who say such things. Look at the next part. Bad company corrupts good character. Which means when you're around sloppy people, you're about to become... When you're around half tail people, You're about to become a half-tailed person, which means you got to pray to be around the right people that are going to be iron sharpening iron because if not, they're going to poison you and you not even know you've been poisoned. It's like bleach getting into a load of laundry and you don't recognize it until you take the clothes out, but now it's too late because the clothes are tore up. I cancel every corruption of your character that the enemy has planned for you this year. Come on, open up your mouth, say cancel, cancel, cancel. Online, type it in the comments, cancel, cancel. Every person the enemy intended to send into your life to, ca- to corrupt your character, I cancel it right now in the name of Jesus. And every person in your life that has corrupted character, I pray that that connection be canceled until that person can bring their character up. Release the praise for three seconds. Go, three, two. Come on, 915. This is going to be your best relationship year yet. And it can't be the best if you're in relationship with people with bad character. Okay. Here's the next question. What type of person are they? Is there good chemistry? <laughs> it's funny to me how many relationships people be in with people they don't like. Can't wait to get away from them and talk about them. Is there good chemistry? Now, here's the thing about it. Sometimes people think, well, so-and-so is a good person. A good person doesn't mean good chemistry with you. See, in, in chemistry, literally, bad mixtures equal explosions. I remember chemistry class, and, you know, I, they say, mix this with this. And I, you know, I was like, well, let me put a little some of this in here, too. I mean, you know, I am trying to mix it up. You know, I like chemistry. I like seeing the explosions. The problem is, is that's what happens in your life. Some people, watch me, they have zero chemistry, but they make commitment without it. They don't really enjoy one another. They don't really like being around one another. Some, watch me, for some married couples, all it really is is a physical exchange. It's an exchange of fluids and sweat. Because outside of that, there is no chemistry. Let me prove it to you. You can go to a restaurant and see the relationships that have no chemistry. Why? Because they sitting there, it's just those two, and they're not talking to one another. What's going on in their phone is more important than what's going on at the table. But I I prophesy you're going to have great chemistry in your relationships this year. Amos 3 and 3. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? In other words, how are we going to do this if we don't have chemistry? If you do not enjoy them, what are you doing? And this is every relationship type. This is every relationship type right now here's the thing sometimes in chemistry chemicals corrupt over time which means sometimes it starts with great chemistry and then the chemistry is corrupted over time which means you got to go back and say where did the corrosive and corruptive element enter that interrupted our chemistry because there's we got good chemistry except when this happens We've got great chemistry except when this happens. We've got great chemistry except when she comes around. We've got great chemistry except when they come around. We have great chemistry except when you get in front of your family. Y'all ain't going to send that to me. All right? So, number one, what type of person are they? Do they have character? Number two, is there good chemistry? Here's the next one. We're getting to where we're going. Are they competent? Let's spend a little time. Are you expecting what they can't give? Why? Because they don't have it. Many of you, let's go romantic, you're sapiosexuals. This means you are you are stimulated by intellect, intellectual conversations. You like to talk about things beyond the game, beyond the news, beyond but you like to get into deep topics. Watch me. But if you're interacting with somebody that is not a sapiosexual, You can't even talk to them because they want to sit up and talk about TikTok and you want to talk about the future. They want to sit up and talk about what other people are doing, what the housewives are doing and what the Kardashians are doing. And you're like, I don't care nothing about what them girls doing. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I, I pray you have people that stimulate your intellect in your life. Come on, out to the person that you touch them on the shoulder. So you're going to have iron people in your life. They're going to stimulate your intellect. They're going to call you up higher. They're going to make you think. They're going to challenge you. They're not going to let you remain the way that they entered your life. So for some of you, you want to have conversations with people who aren't competent. Are you expecting what they can't give? Okay. Let me... Let me borrow Skeletor real fast. Watch me. Watch, watch incompetence. Meaning they don't have the ability to. Keep me warm. No, check it out. Some of you are asking skeletons. Here, come, come put the arms around me. Come on, pull it tighter. Okay, oh God see you keep losing your head because they're not competent now I want you just look at this you look at me and say bishop is crazy if he thinks this skeleton is going to keep him warm this is what you look like when you're asking people who have proven they're incompetent to do what they cannot do and i pray this year you get some competent people around you open your mouth please say competent people are coming this doesn't mean stupid this just means incompetent so they may be smart at stuff that you don't care about i'm doing the best i can you ready are they competent okay okay Uh, uh, let's go here let's go here Part of competency means clear communication. Everybody says in relationships, you need communication. That is wrong. You need clear communication. Because watch me, on an AM station, that's one way to communicate. On an FM station, those two networks don't speak to one another. In fact, AM stations, when the sun goes down, the signal fades. And for some people, this is why they're only good for certain hours throughout the day, because they're on AM while you're on FM. And then some of y'all, you've matriculated all the way to XM, which means I can't deal with FM or AM because we're not on the same communication channel, which means it's not enough for us to communicate. We got to make sure we're on the same channel. Touch your neighbor, Say you're going to have people on the same channel this year. Which means I can look at them and they understand. I can touch them and they understand. We're connected. And because we're connected, our communication is clear. If you're on XM, no wonder our communication is so hard because you're dealing with people on AM. If you're on AM, no wonder your communication is so hard because you're dealing with people on FM. Remember, um, now we have these new sophisticated cars. But y'all remember when we had cars where you had to turn it. Now, if everybody born after 2002, you don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. But you used to have to, in your car, you had two knobs. One knob was to turn it up. The other knob was to tune it. Some of y'all in your communication, all you do is turn up. But you never tune. Which means you never say, wait a minute, maybe all we're doing is going back and forth, but you're dealing with a different problem than what I'm dealing with. You're mad about this, but I'm mad about something totally different, and all we're doing is turning up, neither one of us is tuning in. For your relationships to be better, you have to tune in, which means you have to actively listen and not only prepare to respond. For most people, their idea of communication is, go on, say what you got to say. Which means, I'm not listening to you. You hurry up and talk so I can say the really important stuff. And that's not clear communication. And some of you all, you're asking people to do what they've never done. They don't communicate good with anybody. They fall out with their mama, fall out with their daddy, fall out with their cousin, fall out with their pastor, fall out with the person sitting next to her, fall out with the person they've already touched four times in church. They have already fell out with them. You're asking them to do something they've never done, which means they don't possess the competence to communicate. They shut down, and that's their way of communicating, which isn't communicating. That's witchcraft. Oh, let's preach now, because I got time. I got time today. I'm almost done. I got time today. Shutting down makes you a witch. What do you mean, Bishop? What do you mean? And the scripture says, suffer not a witch to live. When you shut down, what you're really doing is you're not processing it. You are trying to punish them for not being able to understand what's going on in your head. So when you shut down, that is a form of emotional manipulation. Because we're trying to solve the issue, but you shut down so the issue can never be solved. I don't say, I say Bishop, I don't shut down. Yeah, you do. Because something's wrong and you they say, what's wrong? Nothing. Well, it's written all over your face. You didn't have to say a word. See how quiet it is? Touch the person next to you. Come on, you're going to touch them at least four more times. Don't fall fall out with them over the next 15 minutes. You're going to touch them at least four more times. Touch them on the shoulder. Say, don't shut down. Say, learn to clearly communicate. Watch me. And clear communication doesn't mean attacking them. Because a lot of y'all like to tell people what they did to you and you're not understanding that the problem is in how you received it. It ain't with what they said, it's in how you received it. They talking about, I don't don't really like this cage. You don't like anything I do. If you don't shut your passive-aggressive, looney tunes, Drano drinking, on that hypnotic... Listen. I ain't said nothing else about nothing else. I'm talking about this cage. You just don't appreciate me. You just don't love me. This is why I shut down. Because I put cages on the stage and you don't like the cage I put on the stage. So now you have heard what wasn't said because your competence needs to come up. I'm clearly communicating, no you're not Because they're on XM, you're on AM. And what happens is you both are turning up, but neither are tuning in. I pray that the people you say you love, you tune into. Instead of just turning up on. Because getting louder doesn't make it more clear. Howling doesn't make it more clear. Come on here, y'all. Cussing, while it may seem like it helps them understand, because they don't understand unless you cuss at them, does not make it more clear. Sometimes. Listen! <laughs> How many, listen, wait a minute. How many believe that sometimes if you say it rougher, they'll get it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I know people will make you think that. I know it. Jeep. <laughs> listen. I know. All I can say is trust God. Listen, let's go. What type of person, finish it. Are they? What type of person? Finish it. Okay, so so I told you to ask these questions. Do they have character? Is there good chemistry? Are they competent? Ready? Is there clear communication? Okay, let me show you what happens when you don't ask this question of what type of person are they. There's a man who's strong. He's physically strong. He's spiritual. He's a Nazarite, which means he's a very spiritual man. In fact, part of being a Nazarite means he couldn't shave the locks of his head. He couldn't drink wine. There were other uh, uh, requirements for those that were Nazarites. Pay attention. He's spiritual. He's strong. His parents are spiritual. So he's surrounded by strength. He's surrounded by spiritual counsel. He's surrounded, let me make it clear, by support. So pay attention. He's strong. He's spiritual. He has support, but he makes bad relationship decisions. And sometimes you think that because you're spiritual, that, that means you're good at math. Now You'll get the principle in a minute. Sometimes you think that because you're good at Spanish, that means you know how to spell. Guess the point. Being good in one subject does not necessarily automatically make you good in another subject, which is why every day we got to live our lives as students saying, Lord, make me better. Let's pause for the cause right here. Is there anybody that can say, I may not be? where I wanna be, but because I'm a student, every day I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. 915, I'm gonna give you five seconds to give God glory that you're a student and you're making progress every day. That's the best you got? I'm growing every day. I'm learning every day. I'm getting better every day. Took some L's, but I turned them into a lesson. Come on, on three, holler better. One, two, three. So let's look at this man, Samson. Samson. He's what? Strong. Spiritual. And he has support. He has everything necessary to make good relationship decisions. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. Some of y'all say, why wouldn't God stop me from making this decision? Because you had decided already. One of the things I've learned as a shepherd is once people have decided... Let them do what they're gonna do. They'll see that I. They'll see that they'll see later on down the road. They'll come back and tell me, Bishop, you sure was right. I, I knew I was when I told you, but you, you, you but you are, you decided. So I have nothing to say. you groomed. Do, do you? But why ask God for a support system if you're not gonna be supported by the system? Okay. So in justice 16, look at verse four. Samson has already made two bad relationship decisions. The first bad relationship decision was a Philistine woman. This thing ends up so bad, say, how bad, Bishop? How bad, Bishop? Samson gets mad one day, because she was playing games. And she was playing games, so Samson gets mad, Samson leaves. When Samson decides to come back, he thinks that he can come back to what he left. For some of y'all, watch me, everybody ain't gonna wait for you to get it together. Ooh, it's quiet right here. Touch the person next to you. Say, everybody ain't going to wait on you to get it together, eh? There's some of us that say, we got too much life to live. We got too much to accomplish. And so I'm not going to sit up and put my life on pause waiting on you to get your ish together. Ish is a Hebrew word for man. For woman. Isha. Because ship happens. And if you don't handle your ships right, you're gonna be looking around, talking about, "I'm sick of this ship." <laughs> you ready? All of the all of the cusses are channeling through ships right now. <laughs> Let's tell somebody next to you, say we're talking about relationships. Relationships. All the cusses are like saying, "Man of oh God." So the first relationship decision, she's playing games with him. She's playing games with him, Samson leaves because he gets so mad. He leaves. He comes back. He's like, where's my wife at? He goes to his father. His father's like, I didn't think you wanted it no more. most. I gave it to somebody else. He's like, you should have been clear. I, listen, you can't put people on ice and expect them not to melt. Right? So, so, so Samson's heart is broken. There's an icebox where his heart used to be. His heart is broken because he's like, I love this girl. But you let your anger make you act like an ass. It's quiet in the building. Deuteronomy 22 and 10. I'm not cussing. The Bible says, the holy Bible of God says, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. An ass is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing, or idea. You acted stupid and so now you got replaced. So now when he comes back, he's like, hey, baby, what's up? His daddy's like, don't go in there. She is in a whole new relationship with a whole nother man, watch me, that I told her to do. His father was the one that hooked the daughter up with somebody else. See, some of y'all looking at reality TV, read your Bibles. So Samson, now he's got an icebox where his heart used to be. So the second relationship he gets in, he gets in, the Bible doesn't even name her. The Bible just says that he went down to Gaza and he entered into a harlot. Entered is a Hebrew idiom. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Listen, it's a Hebrew idiom for sex. So literally the Bible says Samson, watch me, he, he is so broken hearted. That in his second relationship, he's like, I don't even really want to get to know you. (laughs) She's a harlot, which means she got other people. And Samson's like, that's cool, because I got other people too. Y'all not saying that to me. We live in a culture where people are okay with the fact that they're an accessory. So Samson's like, we're not, we're not, we're not. I don't, watch me, I don't even want to know her name. I don't want to know her family name. I don't want to know where she come from. I don't really, watch me. There are certain people that, watch me, the questions they don't ask you tell you that they're not really that interested. If they have no care about where you've been, that means they're not interested in where you're going, which means that's a temporary person. And you need to be mark temporary people up front so that you don't invite them into your future. So the second woman, and then that just falls away. It just just falls off. And then all of a sudden, Samson, watch me, he's never learned the lessons from the first two. Because he never asked the question, what type of person? Come on, finish it. That's the message. He never asked the question, what type of person? He never asked the question of the first girl, what type of person is she? In fact, the Bible says his parents didn't want... Him to marry her, but the Lord had a purpose to, to move against the Philistines. But the, you know, the only deciding factor Samson had for his attraction to her, Samson said, "She's fine." Yeah. Samson said, "Have you seen how many likes our picture got on the gram?" We go together. This fits. This is like love and basketball. We go together. You ready? Second girl, we don't know how she looked. He's just trying to. I'll say that at the 115. He says, say it here. Okay. Question, question. After the nut, then what? So y'all weren't ready for that at the 115. This whole side of the church sat there like What is he talking about? Almonds and cashews? If we're not real in church, no wonder why you walk out there and don't know what to do. I refuse to be a pastor that will not be real and watch people make bad decisions over and over again. Can you give God glory for some real preaching, please? I refuse to do that. Let's keep it 100. Samson is spiritual. He's strong. He has support. Watch me, he's a man of God, but he decides, I'm not doing this relationship stuff. I'm going to have calls. Then we get to the third girl. Third girl takes him out of here. Because Samson, because he's so strong, watch, pay attention. Sometimes you confuse strength with healing. And you think that because you're so strong that you're healed? He's so strong, he's like, "I'm good now." Huh? Huh? I'm gonna show both them girls. They didn't know what they were missing out on. And I want you to pay attention. We're gonna break this thing down in the next four minutes, and we out of here. You ready? That's four preaching minutes. What are preaching minutes? They're not real minutes. On average, each minute is worth four to five minutes apiece. Okay, listen. Judges 16 and four. Samson fell in love with a stripper. Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley. Let's break the verse down. Let's break the verse down. Let's break the verse down. Who fell in love? He did. Never says she loved him. Worst thing to do, watch me, is to be somewhere with somebody that ain't on the same page as you. I pray that you have people in your life that match the intensity of your love. Every person that's ever loved somebody, whether they're a friend or relationship and never loved you back, your hands ought to be up high. And I pray that this year that you have people that match the intensity of your love in your life. Come on, say yes, Lord. Lord. Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. Why does the Bible name her and doesn't name the others? Because this is the one that takes him out. The others were supposed to be lessons. The others were supposed to be lessons. Instead, they're only losses because he never learned a lesson because he confused strength with healing. He confused strength with wisdom. Just because you're strong doesn't mean you're wise. You ready? Okay. For every person, were you the strong one? You have to be careful because you will sometimes confuse your strength with your wisdom. And those are two different things. Just because you know how to fight doesn't mean everything requires a fight. What does Delilah's name mean in Hebrew? One who weakens and makes poor. Which means it is prophesied what she's about to do to you, Samson. You're strong, but she's about to weaken you. You're you're rich, but she's going to take your money. Your credit was good. You had no debt. till you invited them in. And decided you were going to finance a grown person's life. Not knocking it, I'm just saying what he did. Where does she live? A valley. Samson, you don't even have no business going down to a low place. Why do you keep looking for people in low places? Oh, I know why. Because it makes you feel good because you have a new project. Touch the person next to you. In the online. you got at least four more touches. Just say, you won't look low this year. You ain't going to look for low friends this year. You ain't going to look for low family relationships. You're not going to look for low romantic relationships. Remember, we're talking about all relationships. This is romantic, but the principles apply to all. So look at verse 5. Once, watch me. So here's another principle. Um, so everybody knows that they go together now. And for some of you, here's the danger is you talk too much. And your business is all out in the streets. Because now the Philistines hear that Samson is going with Delilah. Once they hear they're together, the Philistines say, hey, come here, baby girl. Entice Samson to tell you what makes him strong. We're each going to give you 1,100 pieces of silver if you help us take him down. They never would have known who to contact had they not posted Okay, let's move, let's move, let's move. So, what happens? Delilah begins to ask Samson, Samson, what makes you so strong? She she literally, why are you so strong? How you do this? How you do that? Notice, her questions are about what he does, not who he is. Why? Because she's not really interested in him. She's looking for a payday. And I pray you're not around people who they only see you as a payday. Where they only see you as a means to an end. I pray you around people who see you. Mm. I pray you around people this year who want to benefit you and you benefit them. I pray God reveal every plot. Come on, y'all. I pray God reveal every scheme that the enemy would have in the form of any person in your life that you'd see it clearly. Y'all still with me? Talk. Y'all still with me? So that's what she does because she's a witch. She's a manipulator. So Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? I won't tell your secrets. Your secrets are safe with me. Okay, all right. Okay, all right, that's all right. Okay, we, go, we were going to do um, that song for altar call. we have to do it some other day. All right, watch me. You've made fun of me three times now you haven't told me what makes you so strong. Here's what I didn't tell you. Every time he told her what made her strong, she would call the Philistines and say, y'all come get him. They'd come get him, he'd overcome them. And not once did Samson say, what's going on? You wanna know why? Because since he never learned the lessons from the first two, now he's overcompensating for the third. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. All right, so pay attention. So pay attention. Watch what's happening. Watch what's happening. Look, 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 look. look. Verse, verse 16. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick of it to death. Samson was like, pay attention. He was like, I'd rather die than listen to you keep asking me the same question." question if the people around you make exiting better than entering and living why have they not been given their exit samson is what strong he's spiritual come on he's got support but he's in this toxic relationship well the only thing she wants to know is what makes you strong because i want to tell people your secrets You got to be careful when you have people around you that only want to know your business so they can share it. Y'all still with me? We're almost there. So look at this. So look at this. Verse 17. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. He says, my hair has never been cut. He's a what? Nazarite. Which means he couldn't do what? Cut his hair. That was the source of his strength. Samson tells her his secret. He said, they ain't never cut my hair. I ain't never been to the barber shop. He said, I've never cut my hair. And because of this, this is my strength. What is Samson saying? I am a disciplined man. My discipline is the source of my strength. I'm a consistent man. My consistency is the source of my strength. And for some of you, you have people where they come in to interrupt your consistency because they're trying to break your strength. They're trying to interrupt your discipline because they're trying to break your strength. But I prophesy to you this year that that will not be the case. We cancel every Delilah from your life. Come on, open your mouth. Say canceled. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 19. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep. Now, I debated about how far I would take this. I do have the mic. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. Okay, and then I debated how far to take it. Y'all say just take it, then we got to edit the podcast. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. She used sex to manipulate him. Some of y'all haven't gotten it yet. (laughs) Come on now. You ready? Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. It's a few of y'all in this section that I'm concerned because you don't look like you got it yet. But we got to move on. I got to go. It's 1032. Some of y'all still looking at me like, I don't know what's going on ask somebody to look like they know what's going on at the church don't do that don't disturb this atmosphere you have to be careful of people especially in romantic relationships who use sex as a weapon and by romantic relationships i mean marriage because that's where sex belongs right it will always be used as a weapon if you're getting cookie before rings I don't, why are y'all looking at me like this okay let's move on I want you to pay it. God, Lord help me Jesus Samson you're strong you're spiritual you have support all it took to get you Was your hand in her lap? All right, okay. I pray that whatever the enemy planned to use to get you this year, come on, y'all. We gotta go up in praise right here. On February fifth, twenty twenty-three, we cancel whatever weapon the enemy planned to use against you this year whatever it is i need you to shout cancel on three and put a praise behind it one two three now put a praise behind it right there come on youtube come on facebook cancel whatever it is cancel you've not come this far to lose you've not come this far to give up you've not come this far to stumble Shout it one more time, shall cancel. cancel. Look, Delilah lulled Samson asleep with his head in her lap, and then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. How many locks? Seven. Shalom. Completion. She has disrupted his shalom. She has disrupted. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. She, he, she has you have to pay attention to people who when you're around them, there's an energy shift. Because maybe you're dealing with a Delilah demon you're supposed to shut down, but instead you're letting her shave your hair. You walking around people and letting their negative attitude get on you when instead you need to walk in the room and say, I'm the thermostat not the, I, I. or the thermometer, not the thermostat. I set the temperature. I don't let you set my temperature. I came in walking with the deliverance. I came in walking with angels. I Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. It'll be online. Watch what happened. In this way, she began to bring him down. I pray that you not have people in your life, pay attention to the Bible, began to bring him down. Which means this thing happened over time. Which means he didn't pay attention to what was going on. This year, I pray you not be surrounded by anybody that's bringing you down. Come on, come on, y'all. I know I've been having you confess a lot, but this is so important. Because if the enemy wants to attack you, he's going to do it through a person. Say, and no one will bring me down this year. Finish it. Say, including myself. Here we are, last few verses, verse 20. Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do like I did before and shake myself free because I'm so strong. But he did not realize that the Lord had left him. For some of you, when people enter, God leaves. God, dog. For some of you, God says, if you want them in your life, I ain't staying. You accept this type of friendship, I'm not staying. If you accept this, that's fine. You can have that. I'm leaving. This didn't just happen to Samson, it happened to Abraham. Abraham wasn't supposed to take his nephew Lot. He did. God says, I'm not talking to you until he's gone. Because you tell him everything I tell you. And he's the reason it ain't happened yet. Lot's name means hidden motives. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. I'd rather them leave than him leave. Come on, y'all. Here's how you know you're really mature is that when you say, I'd rather a person leave than God leave. Because if he leaves, what is we going to do? Let me finish. Look at verse 21. They captured him, gouged out his eyes, bound him with chains, and forced him to grind in the prison. What is he back in? Restrictions. Where is he supposed to live? Jubilee. What did they do? They gouged out his eyes. So now he can't really see right. He doesn't see right. Literally, they gouged his eyes out literally. What this is mean for us practically is that some relationships were sent to steal how you see. You'll never see you right. You'll never see God right. You'll never see people right. And I need you to hear me. This next verse is prophesying what's happening for you this year. You ready? Verse 22. You ready? But before long. I'll let you shout in a moment. But before long. When did, what verse did this happen in? 22. But before long, his hair, his strength began to grow back. And everybody in this building and online, I need to announce to you prophetically, your strength is growing back. Whatever previous bad relationships robbed of you, that was over. I need you to open your mouth and release a sprays of strength right there. Go. 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 Come on, 915. Your sight's coming back. Your strength's coming back. Whatever happened in previous relationships will not negatively affect you. Come on, 915. Say, my strength is coming back. My sight's coming back. My strength's coming back my sight's coming back Tell somebody so your strength's coming back and your sight's coming back Tell the second person your strength's coming back your sight's coming back Tell the third person tag somebody online so your strength's coming back and your sight's coming back right now come on I'm going to give you a few more seconds to give God praise he could have left you down there but he's picking you up He could have left you in that depression, but he's picking you up. He could have left you in that negativity, but he's picking you up. Come on, say, he's picking me up. Listen, listen, listen. His strength began to come you fast forward through the rest of his story. Bible says, Samson killed more men after this than he did before this. I'm glad you had some Delilahs because you were about to do more this year than you've ever done in any previous year of your life. I'm glad you had some Delilahs. You're gonna do more this year than you have the rest of your life. Heads about eyes closed, in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Today's your day. Thirdly, I'll be like Bishop I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, in the building, you're gonna slip your hand up online. You're gonna do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wow. <laughs> you're gonna do more after. I'm glad it broke your heart. You're about to do more after. Jesus. I'm glad it left. they left you. You're about to do more after. I'm glad they walked out on you. You're about to do more after. I know I'm in the middle of the altar call. I'm in the middle of the invitation. But for every person that believes, you're going to do more after. Lift your hands and just worship for three seconds. We got to go. But Facebook, I need you to do it. YouTube, I need you to do it. You're going to do more and you'll be strong and you'll see better you need to become a Christian recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at in the building you're going to slip your hand up when I count to three online do the hand with emoji or say it's me no guilt, no condemnation, no shame God's not mad at you, God's not beating you up don't hear anything that you heard in today's message it's condemnation, it's not it's life, it's to lift us up it's to build us and sometimes to build better we have to first see where we built wrong this is going to be the greatest relationship year of your life ever. On three, if you need to become a Christian, let's get this relationship with the Lord right. Recommit yourself to the Lord, or Lord, be sure. On three, hands up or do the hand-waving emoji and say, it's me online. One, God's coming to get you. Do not resist his pull. Don't resist his call. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. I see you. I see you. Do that hand-waving emoji or say, it's me online. Everybody, everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, my strength is coming back. Say it. My strength is coming back. Say it. My strength is coming back. My sight is coming back. In Jesus' name. If you just pray that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I want you to take your phone out and scan that QR code on the screen or text the word HARVEST to 55498. Did you
1: make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you, and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurchchurch/give. Remember to love God,
0: love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel.